0: hey guys welcome back to the more than sports podcast and today i got another special guest his name is raymond
1: raymond give a quick shout tell us what you're about what is good guys my name is raymond sapira i'm currently a, a nursing student at douglas or i plan to pursue that um, I'm currently working at Apple and I enjoy all things sports. Yes,
0: sir. That's why we have them, right? Um, so, me and Raymond actually, funny interaction when we met for the first time was that uh, again, it's another Full Locker story for all you guys Uh Foot Locker Gang. <laughs> yeah, Full Locker Gang. So, uh, I think it was my first day actually, and uh, one of our managers was having me do the stock room. At that time, I had no idea how to work the stock room. So, shout out to that. But uh, so I'm just there and I wasn't really talking to anybody. I was just doing my work, I guess, just as a newbie. Nobody really talks as a newbie and uh, this guy mr raymond comes over and he's like yo what's up man he just starts talking to me and it's like early morning maybe like 10 9 and i'm like oh shit, i don't think i'm really ready for this i wasn't ready prepared so <laughs> like, oh, he's giving like me the full breakdown of like how he is or you're into basketball what's your favorite shoe so that's how we kind of got to know each other and that was my side now we'll hear from raymond's
1: side. i don't know what his perspective was on like, coming and approaching me and talking to me you know what, the only thing is, every time a new person comes into Foot Locker, I was that guy that, you know, I used to be that new guy, so yeah. I know how it is. Yeah. So I had to come up to you, you know, give you that warm welcome, but you know. Yeah. You know, it looked like you
0: played sports, so I just had to yeah. go. Yeah, I guess, yeah. What made you think that I played sports? What gave it away
1: We were like, this guy plays sports? I'm probably, it's just your, your stature, you know, the way you, like, the way you stand, it looks like you
0: hooper something. Oh, like, damn. It'd be
1: like that sometimes, though. You know what? You can tell if a hooper
0: is a hooper. Just by <laughs> like, right? Really? Can we, though? That's, that's, that's a good topic. That um, is a good topic. So let's just get right into it. So yeah, this is Raymond, and we're just going to get right into it. So Raymond, first question. What was your favorite sport growing up?
1: Good question. My favorite sport growing up was actually, of course, basketball. Um, I used... I was kind of surrounded by it a lot, actually. So, uh, it all started out when I moved here to Canada, right? Um, When did you move here? Our church. Sorry? When did you move to Canada? I moved to Canada in 06, '06, so I was seven years old. Oh, cool. uh, From the Philippines, that's my homeland, the motherland. Yeah. We came here, and I used to go... Oh, I still do go to this church, but we used to rent out, like, um, an elementary school, Bonacore, just down in Mm Guilford. So, after church, uh, we would actually hoop. And so that's kind of how i got started into it because i actually never played before oh okay
0: here. okay so you never played basketball before other than the first time you came to canada and you guys got the elementary hoop
1: yeah man all we did back home was just like play marbles like you know like Yu-Gi-Oh, all that stuff man. all right so going back let's just let's just take it way back to where you came um so how was
0: that growing up there in the philippines and uh did you ever think at the time that, you know, like one day I might be one of the coldest hoopers out there?
1: <laughs> you know what? Not really, man. You know, like I, growing up in the Philippines, um, it is still like a developing country, yeah. right? So like where I lived, it was like, like a really small town. Okay. So there wasn't any like, like to put it in perspective, my house, the size of it is probably about a little bit bigger than the average size of a living room. Okay. So it's a very small, very yeah. small place. And all you do outside is again, like you play like just like little games here and there, just outside. Nothing really like interactive. Okay. Basketball wasn't really a thing that I was really into back then.
0: So. Okay. So yeah. uh, now that yeah, you're sure so you're living there. Um. So what were some things that you living back home that you learned on, and then you came back when you came to Canada? You're we like, okay, this is a totally different animal when you've come to Canada <laughs> compared to where you were before
1: like in terms of like just like back. just it, it, has,
0: it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be sports just like you come over to canada young raymond who's living in the philippines now gets to come over to canada what's your instant reaction when you get to canada you're like wh- like where do you go it's cold it's
1: cold <laughs> it's cold right because <laughs> it's burning hot back there yeah. i come here around september yeah i go outside the plane and it's freezing it's snowing and i'm like what oh, is God. this falling well, from the sky <laughs> it was my first time ever seeing it so. yeah it was something new to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get
0: 06, I guess we still kind of had snow back then. Like it was pretty like frequent that we had snow back in like 06, 07. I mean, we don't get it as much as we do now, but yeah, definitely. I guess, yeah, the cold was probably the first thing you realize. Uh, okay. Then wh- what made you want to play basketball once you got here? What was the reasoning behind other than obviously the elementary school part, but what, what was it that you're like, okay, this is something that I will try to get really good
1: at. I mean, I'd like to say growing up, uh, I have an older brother. Yeah. I don't know if you have any siblings or if you're the older brother. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know what it is like, I don't know if you've noticed, but your younger brothers probably look up to you, right? Yeah. In the same way I looked up to him, like in terms of like sneakers. And yeah. Yeah. Where you can see it back there. Yeah. Basketball is one of the things he did. So I kind of followed up in that footsteps. Okay. Yeah, that was
0: just pretty yeah that's i mean yeah same like my brother's little brother especially he's not really into basketball like that but my uh middle brother he was like he kind of was the same way where like, i went to play basketball he just played with my homies and it was just like that but i guess not all siblings follow each other i would say right
1: not all siblings not all.
0: <laughs> so have you ever gone back to the philippines after you came back in uh 06 here
1: i have actually i went I'd say the first after five years of being here, we went to visit Okay. and then five years ago. So I've been here for 14 years. We visited yeah. twice. Okay. It's always different whenever you go there because it's a whole different culture. Yeah, definitely. So you get kind of like used to the culture here. Yeah. You go there and it's like, I look like you guys, but I don't <laughs> act with you guys. <laughs>
0: facts the same thing when you go back to india it's kind of the same thing you're like yeah we're the same skin color but very different people (laughs) yeah so you go back to philippines then did you try to hoop back then once you had gathered all this knowledge like is there is i mean i've seen kobe's videos especially like uh kobe was huge in the philippines uh when he was coming up and i had like a couple of my other friends who are also filipino and they always mentioned that like if there was one guy that like was a staple of basketball in the Philippines it was Kobe Bryant like everybody just loves Kobe Bryant and uh so when you went back there what was the difference you saw at the times that you were gone back where you're like okay now Philippine like in the Philippines basketball
1: is like a rising sport you know they they treat it more than just a sport right yes yeah. um, like you're out there in the, a lot of people are out there in the streets right yeah. so like street ball is really like what made it popular yeah uh, what I noticed though it's really really physical there um, I know you played with me you consider me like you wouldn't consider me like a soft player like
0: once one question for you why is it that like any time you go into like a foreign country that they play physical it's it's I mean it's a staple any I played ball in India all they did was just like body me up and I'm like
1: I'm down but like these are fouls <laughs> <laughs> for real bro it's like are we here to play football or yeah. like what do you want to do we can do both <laughs>
0: yeah so you go back there and they're botting you up how do you feel about that man
1: you know what it was it was surprising right because well first things first as soon as i got on the court they were like let's bet okay all they they did they know that you were like nasty with it or no no they just they just knew i was away like i wasn't from here you're a foreigner they knew i was a foreigner <laughs> yeah english and yeah yeah Atlantic wasn't as nice whatever yeah And they knew i wasn't from here so like you know i guess they got the idea that so they went to go bet with me. I don't want to do it because yeah. You know, for, for once, I didn't have money on me, though. <laughs> I didn't have the currency. Yeah. yeah. Like Five dollars Canadian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man just pulled up to the court. You, you probably could have bet even if you give, acted like you just had money, you probably would have wanted anyways, my guy. Oh, dude, I don't want to do
1: that to
0: them, though. <laughs> end up losing it low-key? You're like, oh, oh shit, like I don't, don't really got it like that, my guy. I don't got money. They're
1: going to jump <laughs> me, bro. <laughs> I'm not from there. I saw...
0: You, I saw you, you, did you play? Did you end up playing, even though you didn't have money to bet? Oh, we ended up playing, like... They didn't play serious because they wanted
1: money, so it was
0: just... Oh, okay. There. There's, like, two... There's, like, three different levels of hooping, I feel like. There's the guy that's trying to get to the league, right? And then there's the second guy who's just there because he's just... There, because he doesn't really you know he doesn't really get along with anybody he just you just throw the random on you're like yo you're gonna play with us and there's three there's a third guy This was like a trending thing these people will only play at a competitive level if there's something on the line which is fine but most of the time it is money like like 100%. betting and like everything now is like yeah, I'll bet on myself like 50 bucks let's get it like I'm down let's go
1: Hey, you gotta make your bag right
0: <laughs> yeah like like yeah that's a side hustle I guess right just like rocking people at basketball these days yeah I mean the so really at
1: least you I think it was before the pandemic and people were betting like on Sundays oh shit you'd have to put down $20 to play on the court there so <laughs> hey it happens you <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
0: Yeah, so what did you notice here like other than it being physical back home like what were other things did you look at certain people if like obviously you probably watched them play if they did play like were you looking at it like oh okay I'm in Canada the skill level in Canada is like this how's the skill level in
1: the Philippines and is it on the rise you know you know what it is a lot of the Filipinos out there they're really fast like that's the first thing I see Um, like a lot of times they don't even play in shoes so they're playing barefoot and then cost- real, man. How are you doing that? Like my ankle's would break if I. Yeah. Try. But they're fast. Yeah. But I've noticed they don't really shoot as much. Okay. I don't know if that's like a thing, but yeah. Fast layups. Doesn't shoot as much. That's what I noticed.
0: Okay, one thing that I, okay one thing I did notice too is that um when you do go to like your foreign countries, other than like Spain or like the East, like the European countries, they're more developed skill wise, I feel like. But when you go to like countries that are like developing, like third world countries are like India and like Philippines are, it's very hard because you, first of all, you don't even have the things needed to play the game. Like you're just playing with what you got. So you don't have like, like you can't be like trying to shoot perfect form and trying to get your shot done. The only thing you know is like, okay, I got to be fast. I got to be good defensively and I can do layups because those are the three simple things you can improve on. Because again, like I like you will probably agree with this. The hardest thing to do in basketball is be a consistent, great shooter. By far, the hardest thing is that. (laughs)
1: and the NBA is kind of changing towards that though. yeah
0: you're right what do you mean like that that is like the most skillful thing a basketball player can do so the other things I feel like are a lot easier to learn and master but like again like when you say like I want out, people watch people in India play I'm like God damn, these shots are kind of like sauce, like low key. I like, like we kind of
1: like off to the side too, right? Yeah,
0: like I'm like okay, like th- th- that aspect will probably change as like technology starts advancing in those countries and places, right? So again, I totally agree with you that Like the shots, for some reason, are just not not like the staple of foreign countries, except for Eastern Europe because you guys are just built different. But uh <laughs> Luca, look, look, Luca, guys, uh, Paul Gasol, Marc Gasol, look how talented those guys are. They're not even athletic
1: they're not they're like they're smart they use they're a lot smart of smart like players IQ. and they're really right. like skilled the skilled is
0: like the main thing there okay let's get into the next question and then obviously there's another segment that we have today is that raymond has questions for me so we'll get that to later what's one thing so you get into basketball and now you're your hooping to be like quick story guys First time, Raymond's like, one question he did ask me, he's like, yo, how good are you? Like, that's the number one question any type of basketball player, competitive players usually ask. And if you're a guy, there's two ways you take this route. Either you say, I'm the bad motherfucker that you'll ever play against. Or you go like, yeah, I'm pretty decent. Like, I'm good, but I'm decent. Those are the routes that, like, most people tend to take unless you're just, like, a cocky motherfucker or you're just really good and you can say that. And I remember, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty decent. I'm like, how are you? Raymond's like, yeah, I'm pretty good. He did the little, I'm pretty good. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Then I did like a little circle. I started asking people around, like, Is Raymond good? They're like, yeah, Raymond's pretty good. And then we finally got to play. And I remember one of the plays where like, this guy has like an elite handle. Like, I haven't really met people with like handles like Ray. This guy legit, just like a crossover. I'm just standing there. I'm like, okay, I,
1: okay, now i like, I should gotta play defense. Fuck this guy. <laughs> you know it's it, i'm not like an elite player but like i'm like uh above average like recreational player yeah like college players but yeah but you
0: would get up. you would give the work to the guys at the y or yeah. anybody that's pulling up to the right you're like <laughs> i run this bitch that's fun, man. yeah 100 like yeah like one thing that i noticed about you or like anybody that's like filipino that plays basketball is like you guys are fucking quick like <laughs> amazingly quick that like it takes a minute to adjust especially if you've been playing ball with just like brown guys because like when you play basketball with brown guys it's a bit more like ego just like you'll get me the ball i'm fucking kobe get out of my fucking way that's how usually it goes on like the rec level but when i saw you guys play i'm like holy fuck, they're so fast like it's being fast in basketball is like super important because if you're not athletic and stuff like that you can just it, it doesn't fast isn't always just like quick crossover it's just like head fakes or like looking this way using your body in a certain way where you get the guy biting and you fucking had that and i was like god damn it like every single one that's doing my little scouting every one of you guys are like super super fast super super
1: starting for a hundred
0: percent i was like yo i had to- i gotta know my shit right so so what's one thing that basketball
1: taught you in life That you take with you every single day mr raymond oh this this is this is a good question um of course i played on the high school basketball team we'll get there later i gotta talk about your career we'll get there later but uh what it taught me was brotherhood actually Brotherhood. process of getting better so brotherhood in terms of like the people that you meet in basketball it's they're more than just teammates i don't know if you thought this super cliche but like that is true. Somewhat I have my own take, but you too depending, it. right? Because a lot of my boys now came from uh, the basketball team. Okay. And they're still boys to this day because you get to know them on a personal level. Yeah. And then in se- secondhand, alongside that, it's more so like the grind to get better because it teaches you to work hard. man. Yeah. Get good to get a good handle to be good at shooting. You got to put in ten thousand hours. A hundred percent.
0: I totally agree with you. Uh, so hands with kind of just like feedback off what you said brotherhood brotherhood is very very important because i mean shout out to the wnba players. i'm not gonna leave you out there uh sisterhood that's um <laughs> uh so like yeah that's one thing that basketball just like when you meet someone for the first time and you really have nothing to talk about but if you have that one thing in common where it's like okay you're a, like you're a hooper you can legit sit there for like 15 days and just keep talking about basketball over we'll like what's your favorite thing? who's your favorite player what's your favorite moment etc like that's just how it is like me and you when we had our initial re- interaction it was oh okay this and this but it was like oh you play basketball yeah after that it was just like we just became friends there's no code for it but it's just you play basketball you play basketball I talk a little bit you talk a little bit you're like this guy knows what he's talking about i'm like i know what he's talking about respect homies done that's it
1: it's just something you can relate with right it, yeah
0: because <laughs> sometimes you have an instance where you you, you some guys like yo i watch basketball you i watch a lot of basketball you trust try something. you're like All right, cool 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 and then they have like you you're talking about a topic and they're just like totally off the to shit. and you're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. peace <laughs> and you're not you're not even here with me on this mental level where you are you think like LeBron James is the best basketball player ever just because you know what he, he's been shooting 50% this year from the three-point line like get out of here my guy like there's way more that you've missed right
1: when you can debate with someone and, and give facts and knowledge and examples right instead of just trust me bro like yeah, you trust me, bro. Tell, it's <laughs> an incredible person to yeah. have a debate with right yeah
0: 100% my guy yeah so brotherhood and what was the second point you mentioned
1: it was uh just
0: grinding 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 grinding. okay yeah so that's another thing where one thing that i feel like immigrant parents have a really hard time with is like say that you want to play basketball to them it's like oh you're playing basketball but i also need you to focus on your schooling as well right and then sometimes if you put too much time and effort into the basketball side they're kind of like oh yeah like you're playing basketball but i still need you to do your homework i still need you to read on a daily basis because Again, I don't think they're like like they don't know that. But like at the same time, the 15,000 hours that you're putting into the fucking crossover that you've been working on can relate to like how you said everyday life as you get older, where you're like, yo, when I was young, I put 15,000 hours on the hesi, I put 15,000 hours into crossover. Now that I'm pursuing what I want to pursue further in my life, I have that work ethic that I got from basketball that taught me that I have to put in this many hours. To get to where the fuck I want now. 100%. 100%. You
1: gotta like doing it, though. You gotta like doing it, right?
0: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> the, the, one the, one hard, one. the hardest part is it's the same thing, though. When you play basketball for the first time, it's gonna suck if you've never played it before because it's such a complex game. I, obviously, once you get it, you're like, this shit's easy. But I remember the first time I picked up a basketball and I'm like, wait two steps that's that's it like that's the only thing i can take oh okay cool and i thought i would never get the sport but again once you start liking it just a little bit you will you will dedicate your entire fucking life if you have to to that one thing and you know that's
1: facts you will do it i guess you hooked, right like 100%. you know what it is as soon as you start seeing any type of improvements, whether, whether it be at like the gym, yeah. you, know, you start seeing your muscles <laughs> going a little bit more. Yeah. I you you hooked on that, right? Yeah. Same thing with basketball. Yeah.
0: Very, yeah. A lot of people have very addictive personalities. I am like that, where like, if I do one thing, I'm just like, I have to be the best at it. Or at least in my mind, like where I'm like, I've pushed myself to the level where I've at least accomplished what I wanted to, right? Because yeah. not everybody can get to the level of fucking Kyrie Irving, where the guy's just saucing everybody out. Because that's just that is like elite with like just god given
1: ability as well. Yes. Unrealistic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, let, let me ask you though. Let me ask you. Okay, is uh the competitive drive is that something like you're born with? Because I don't think you can you can have that when you're older, you know. It's like something you gotta that's such a,
0: that's a good question that is a very very good question mr raymond i, I was actually going to cover this on a set uh, like just a total thing but i'll answer it here i feel like it's kind of how you're raised and i'll do i'll give my take and then you can 100%. so say like if you come from a background where like you weren't very loved or you didn't have enough like family time or you just didn't have a good life growing up Either you go two routes. Either you go down the route where you're like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm just going to do my own thing. Nobody loves me. Right. Or you use that fucking as fuel and motivation to be like, I like I didn't have it like this, but I'm going to try to get the fuck out and I'm trying to make myself a better person and I get a better life. The only way you do that is if you've seen things like that, right? Obviously, there's exceptions where people are born with it. I think there are a few people that are born with it. Shout out to the great Kobe Bryant. I felt like he was just born with it. But there's some people that, like, you got to see hardship. That's where it gets developed, I think, mentally. Where you're like, I've seen shit like this before. At the end of the day, if you're relating it to basketball, it's just like, oh, I just got to pick up a basketball and just tune these guys. When I've seen, like... You know, like at the end of the day, like I didn't have food on the plate when I was younger. Yeah. Like I've seen worse shit in my life than picking up a basketball. I'm gonna go tune these kids right now, just on a like a rec level. But he uh, on like a personal level, where it's like NBA wise, I feel like if you're so if you're good at a certain thing, like LeBron James, this is probably the greatest debate we can ever have. Is like <laughs> does he have does he have that killer instinct or that super competitiveness and where he's like. When I see you, I'm trying to murder you. I don't think he has that personally. I think he, he is so good at other things that he doesn't really need it. Right? He is, he is like A plus in almost every single category that like, that could be an F and he's still really good. So again, I think, again, it's what you've seen that brings that competitiveness out of you. But at the same time, I don't think you really need it. But at some point in your life, Especially if you're playing the game of basketball, I feel like you will need it. Where you're like, I have to dig deep,
1: cause I don't think anybody else gonna take over this game. Yeah, man. I think it's it's nature versus nurture. You know, it's two parts to it, right? Yeah. Like a small portion of it is literally in innate inside of you, right? Yeah. But the bigger portion is like you're you become the the five people closest to you. Yeah. So if you see, then if the environment you're in, yeah, all yeah, about working hard and being the dog. working better than these guys and that dog is going to be in you yeah it's really what it is
0: Uh, you're right it's at the end of the day it's like the people you kind of grow around with if they're dogs where it's like they don't really like there's two voices in your head at the end of the day there's a voice in your head that's like yo raymond we don't gotta wake up it's fine you know we can just kick it back we can have a pizza we can watch attack on titan later tonight there's another voice in your head where it's like yo raymond we got an exam tomorrow and you we you need to get to sleep right now because we gotta go fucking murder this exam tomorrow two voices in your head the one that tells you to live comfortably and the other one that's like telling you the truth but most of us are like yeah yeah we'll just do it later fuck that
1: you know, it's gonna be which side takes over more hey, right yeah and i feel
0: like for most people it's the comfort it's the comfort one where it's like yeah we'll have pizza i'll watch attack of the titans i'll study for like two hours when i wake up it's fine i'll I'll pass the exam it's easy, right? it's easy. that's the easy part but the other voice in your head where, where it's, it's like the subconscious voices where it's like yo raymond exam tomorrow you know you shouldn't be doing this get a little get a little work in but let's start studying now because then you're gonna regret it at the end and then and the people are the same way in your life where there's most people you meet are like yo raymond Let's go out tonight. Let's go do this. It's fine. But then there's like, you need people in your life where there's like, nah, homie, let's get it. Let's get in the gym. Let's go play. Let's let's go lift weights. Let's go do something that's hard. Most people
1: don't want to do shit that's hard. They only want to do shit that's easy. But well, once you get in that mental kind of like oh, mindset, yeah. it's hard to... to that's when you back.
0: unlock the dog.
1: It's hard to go back
0: from that. Yeah, right? 100%. Once you unlock that dog in your head where you're like, at the end of the day, like I, these are my friends and I love being with them but yo but my head inside is telling me yo we gotta go do something totally different like i still fuck with you guys but i gotta go do what my inside voice is telling me that is like we gotta push ourselves to be the greatest fucking version of myself every single day
1: 100 percent. sometimes you outgrow your homies right 100 like, yeah process,
0: that, that one hurts that the, one that for one sure definitely. hurts the yeah. one where you outgrow like your homies or like people that you've like met in life before and you're just like Like it used to be like this before, but like now I'm a totally different person than I was like five years ago. (laughs) I and then I got your favorite basketball moment personally, not like where you saw Steph Curry cross somebody off and made a three, but no, personally for you, what was your best basketball moment? Oh
1: man, personally, best basketball moment. Uh, I have to go back all the way to grade eight. Grade eight, let's Um, go. I forget who we were playing um but i got we were down by three mm-hmm. it was 10 seconds left someone lobbed me the ball to tie the game to go to overtime i hit that three-pointer zero seconds left yeah And we ended up winning uh the game in overtime damn so what, what, what did you drop in 50 plus points that game
0: what did you feel in that moment like Raymond hits hits that you're, you know everybody's losing there like what's raymond feeling in that moment where you're, it's your greatest basketball moment and like because i feel like yes you you made it but like inside there's something that's like always unique when you do something like that where like you get like goosebumps and like these happy feelings like what did you feel in that moment
1: you know what it is um you know like when you you'd practice on the court and you'd be like three two Two, one one. back yeah and and go in like but this is like on a whole different level because it literally just happened and everyone stormed the court jumped on you and like you know it's it's like your dreams finally came through, you know? 100%. It's, it's, it's
0: what Raymond was working on his entire life, where you have that dream moment. I feel like every Hooper has it, where crossover, everybody works on three, two, one. And if you can actually live that in the game, it's a totally different animal because now you're comparing yourself to like the NBA level where you've seen this growing up every single day. Yeah, <laughs>
1: doesn't
0: happen every day bro yeah yeah it happens every day and if you can like imagine it in your head then it just becomes natural like i remember kobe Bryant saying that the reason i'm so fucking great is not because like i just pick up a basketball and just so happen to be great at he's like i work on every single shot every single like body movement every single day so when it comes to game time it's just routine i do this every day when i wake up bro it's routine when it's in the game. It's just another defender in front of me. But at the end of the day, if I've practiced my crap so hard in the gym, it doesn't matter who's in front of me because this is routine. This is muscle memory. I do it every day.
1: But you got to remember, he's a different type of animal. 100 percent.
0: But I feel like just because Kobe's like alpha, we could all say Kobe's like the alpha. Yeah, it, you, sh- you can't tell yourself that like, yo, I can't be that to level because one day at some point, all records, all people are meant to be passed by. One guy, Youngin, Youngin on the ground, probably listening right now, where it's like, yo, like, I'm going to adopt the Kobe mentality, the Mambo mentality, and I'm going to be that guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, with that being said, would you say... Like our generation's a lot more skilled than the previous generation.
0: Well, facts, hundred percent. It's not even comparable because we have way more resources, a lot more resources. Or like back then, like me growing up when I played basketball, it was, I didn't, I, I had to wait till a certain time to watch the game. I couldn't PVR it. YouTube was just like beginning. There was no like behind, like now you can see like LeBron's Instagram and he's practicing and you can copy that. Like, you know what I mean? Devin Booker working out, you can copy that. Steph Curry making three billion threes in a row. You can go copy that. But back then, I feel like you had to, okay, the Phoenix Suns are playing tonight at 7.30. I'm watching Steve Nash. I'm watching Sean Marion. I'm watching Amari Stoudemire. How does Steve Nash pass the ball? I wanna be a great playmaker. I gotta look at Steve Nash. How does he How does he go in between the defense? How does he lure a defender out? Okay, now you lose her out, I gotta kick it out. So that was me when I was younger. I'd write down notes. Where I'm like, okay, this one I learned from Steve Nash. And then the other part was I used to watch the older homies. Shout out to the older homies that all taught me where I would go there, sit on the side. If I got to play, that's fucking great. If not, I'm watching until like 2 p.m. to like 10 8, 10 p.m. I'd get bitched at, at home, but I knew what I was doing. I was learning. I love the process of learning. But kids now, as you know, you whip out your phone, learn entire fucking route tree of everything dribbles everything like everything is given to you but i feel like kids are still a bit more lazier now because when we were growing up it was just like let's get a ball let's go hoop that is it like
1: that's all we want to do you know to all the youngins listening right now though <laughs> if you want to get better Whoop with the older guys, who put stronger guys, who put the better guys? Because you don't get better if you hoop with the same guys, right? Oh, you're so right.
0: You're so right. Facts.
1: Like that's how you got better. That's how I got better. And like, yeah, there's a process of learning, right? When you play the, the like to the young kids, I already have a question
0: for you, but we'll get to it next. For the young kids, the thing is, I feel like especially now, they're a bit more sensitive, right? It's just the generation we live in, everybody's more sensitive, less communication because it's texting. And texting when when I text you Raymond, it's not the same emotion that I'm talking to you now. You don't see that. So I'm like, hey Raymond, I need you to jump on this podcast. It's not you. You can only interpret it the way you like the text is. Hey Raymond, Barra just telling me. But I'm like, yo Raymond, I need you to jump on the podcast. Now you're like, oh shit, like that's energy. And he's like, actually they fucks with me like that. So the kids, when it's like. I do this this a lot more now where I leave like a voice note or I'll actually call the person where I'm like, it's just a better connection between people. And again, when I had to go to my homie's house and go knock on his door and be like, yo, let's go hoop. And he's like, okay, he's already here now. I can't even lie to him be like, oh, by the way, bro, like I got something coming up. Like I can't play right now. Like, you know what I mean with the text? Where you're like, (laughs) yo bro, like I can't, like I can't right now. I gotta go to my cousins or something. And you're like, "All right, cool. So it's like, I feel like kids are like connected they have the chance to be connected more these days but they're also disconnected where i just like everybody just has these like pages where look at me do this crossover or look at me do this thing and if you critique them they get so like insecure about it
1: it's it's really the generation that they grew up on right it's 100
0: yeah you can't even them
1: things but at the same time like even though that can be a good thing it can go against you too yeah 100 percent. Right?
0: like i mean like say you had like the knowledge that these kids have nowadays where like everything is like a routine where i can go on instagram i can go on youtube and i can learn Devin booker's fadeaway i can learn kevin durant's elbow jumpers i can learn Kyrie's handles i mean if i had that knowledge back then bro i'd be i i think I'd be the greatest player of all time i'm, I'm joking, joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm joking but like i would have so much more in my bag
1: 100% man
0: 100% yeah right, like that's one thing I feel like kids have a lot more in their bag these days but like they only use it against their homies like if you play <laughs> against like kids that are older and you show them that stuff they'd be like wow this kid's got it like yeah you can come play with us again
1: I mean that's why they're a lot softer too right because yeah they're soft they're, yeah. they're really soft because they didn't grow up uh they don't play with the older guys yeah old, playing with the older guys made you tough oh yeah he would oh man they would hit you and yeah, you know bro like, like whatever just get up bro right yeah yeah
0: literally because like Growing up, you like if I I like slapped a couple times, I fell really hard a couple of times, but it was just like, get up and you're just like, I'm not even showing I'm I hurt. I'm just gonna get back into it. <laughs> <laughs> Kids now just be like on the ground for like five, ten minutes. Oh fuck you, bro! You pushed me, bro! Fuck man, what the fuck, man? And you're just like, bro, just get up, my guy. Like it's not bro, that serious. Dude, right?
1: <laughs> you have that respect for the
0: older guys, though, right? Well, so I, like, yeah, yeah, always, that. yeah.
1: That.
0: I feel like again like kids nowadays don't really want to play with older kids because of that reason and everybody just again just so disconnected like i'll be hooping at like elementary school like that's also one of my favorite things to do i call it therapy where i can just get a basketball throw on my headphones and just shoot by myself it's the best therapy for me ever like i don't know about you but like just playing by yourself sometimes it's a vibe and if i see a little kid like if he's struggling or shooting i'll go out of my way be like hey do you want to run a game and the kid. Uh, you, you, how old are you? <laughs> right, that's the first thing. Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm like 25, 26. Oh, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's like, crazy. yeah, I'm like, yo, what I got that. Like, I'm like, you gonna play? And then they're like, yeah. And then like the first couple of like sessions is like super awkward just because they're playing super soft and they don't know. But like once you like let them know, I'm like, yo, play the way you would play this game if if I'm just like your average buddy. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to do anything to you. I'm trying to make you a better player. So let's go. And then once they get comfortable with you, then it's a totally different animal. But I feel like you just got to guide these kids into like, sometimes you might have to be that guy where you're like the older, you know, like the older
1: homie. I'm like the vet now. <laughs> the old vet. I'm the vet man. now. You know, uh, back at the rec center, I used to, as a kid, I used to go up to a lot of older guys and just ask them to play once, right? Yeah. But a lot of kids don't have that mindset. I'm don't. sure you were the same way. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah like any person better than you you just challenge them to play once <laughs> a lot of times they'd say no to me because i'm a kid right yeah yeah and that's that dog mentality again yeah i mean like the uh, so the next
0: question we'll just get into it because we're already on like this next segment um advice you'd give to young homies that are trying to make it to the league that's like one advice you'd give to them is like this is what you need to be like if you want to get to that level or even get to an elite le- basketball level
1: um oh man it's gotta be consistency, right? Consistency, yeah, for sure. Um every single day, don't miss a single day, right? Because yeah. I actually didn't start training till grade eleven summer, so it was later on. Yeah. Um, but if I had stayed consistent from grade eight to grade twelve, who knows where I'd be now. Right? True
0: facts, yeah. So if you can
1: if you can go out there and do a thousand dribbles a day, put up a thousand shots a day, then maybe the next summer you do two thousand dribbles a day, two thousand shots a day. Work, work it up and keep working it up bro like you can you can really make the league 100
0: percent i don't know about the man. league
1: but
0: it... <laughs> well, no, no, somebody's got to count of the league from here man let's we go to the league but um yeah for sure i think consistency is very key uh i feel like one thing that definitely like when i was young i could have improved on was like putting in more time to things that I was weak at. For some reason, like growing up, I only like kind of fixated on things that I was already good at. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to make this elite. But like sometimes your flaws, like your offhand dribble, like that is very, very, very important where you, if you can dribble with your offhand, like I still kind of struggle with that because I never did it. I did it enough and I got by, but it's not elite where if, if you're a smart player and you're guarding someone, you can usually tell, which hand they're very dominant with. And if you can kind of figure out the flaw of like, oh, this guy really sucks with his off hand, pressure him to the ball into that hand, you'll see that person turn into like a totally different player because he loses all his confidence. So again, consistency is very key. And it's like, you should be working more on your flaws than what you're already good at because what you're already good at is something you can always just get in the game where you can improve it. But your flaws, if somebody can find them
1: and pick them apart, you're, you at that point you're, you become useless. 100% man, 100%. Um, growing up, my brother would actually, he was actually training me.
0: Okay.
1: And he told me to go to my left. I'm right-handed. Yeah. So he told me to dribble left and do a spin move. Yeah. And with my left. Yeah. You know what I told him? Yeah. Why would I ever need to do that if I can just use my right hand? You know, it's like, you're so fixated on what you're good at. Yep. Like, you get caught up on like, what you can improve, at, you
0: know? Yeah, and then like, now that I've played against you, I can see that like, you're pretty good with both hands. Like, it's, it's like second nature to you, right? and for most people it's not like even when we play on a rec level you can tell when somebody's very like one hand dominated where if you could just take that side of their the, uh that side out they, they become like half the player they are yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is like super funny and it's like well, like yeah like you said kids consistency and work on your flaws that's like w- two things that will make you just like coded
1: at those two level, things man. yeah to the next level
0: 100%. So what are the <laughs> questions that you had for me that you wanted me to answer?
1: Oh, man. These are some hot takes. Uh, hot, hot takes. Take questions. Let's go. 30 seconds. Um, hot takes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's go. question. Um, is Steph Curry arguably one of the best point guards, if not the best of all time? Accomplished?
0: Yes. In terms of accomplishments, I would say yes. In terms of skill set, um, he is very skilled because he is the best basketball shooter this planet has ever seen i don't even think there's a debate like if there is a debate between him and clay and clay's is on a different level when he's hot but skilled hmm, skilled wise i would probably still have to take alan iverson skill wise because alan iverson was one person with his height that still just gave people the business and i've watched like former basketball players talk about it and they just have so much respect for alan iverson and just the way he hooped that I have a really credible source of basketball, I feel like, but Steph is on his way to becoming that. But I feel like he's the best point guard in the league now. I know a lot of people are gonna say, oh, Damian Lillard or maybe Kyrie Irving. But bro, like Steph Curry doesn't even have to do half the things that Damian Lillard and Steph, uh, Kyrie has to do. All oh, he has to just give you a little shimmy, and I'll hit the three. And he's the only guy you have to pick up like nine, like full court. Like you can, once he passes half court, he's already a threat.
1: That's the thing. Right? His shooting transcends just like regular basketball. He, he, he revolutioned he basketball. From the like, parking lot, bro. Yeah. Like, you have to, right? Yeah. And then as soon as you do, this guy doesn't stop moving. Yep. Doesn't he, stop moving. And that's what's so important about being a shooter is to be able to move without the ball. Because if you're just standing there waiting for the ball, then defense is going to know how to play. Yeah. You. But if you're going around screens, going under screens, moving around, going around picks, like you can find the ball open and that's the best, That's shot. Yeah. hundred percent. That's money every time. Yeah. And I think, uh,
0: let's just get very detailed. Um, Steph Curry is probably one of the best players I've ever seen move up with the basketball. So like say hypothetically say Ray Ray is Steph Curry and I am guarding him. I legitimately, I would have to pull and tug on your Jersey to keep up with you just because I'm going through like screens, backdoor screens. Like uh, if you watch the golden state offense, even though they don't have like the elite talent they still have just watch a game watching steph curry move without the basketball it's 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 pure art because he'll go behind your screen he'll run that way, he'll come back around this will come around you just watch the defender and he's just like at some point these guys quit i've seen defenders quit where they're just like I right, man I'll just make your three bro like i'm tired i need a break coach this guy's next level
1: I get tired watching him move around.
0: Yeah, and he, and he's not, like, super fast. It's just that, like, he is so great without moving. He's a magnet, bro. So, like, if Ray is Steph, and I'm guarding him, and if he's open on this corner, whoever the weak side helper is probably going to go out that way anyways. But I'm so attached to Ray, who's Steph, thinking in my head, oh shit, this is the best shooter in the world. I'm going to go jump too. So there's two guys jumping, leaving the wide open for Draymond, which is a layup. That's how the Golden State offense usually works.
1: Aibor, <laughs> <laughs> on, on to the next question. Right, cool, cool. Um, is Kyrie Irving the most skilled player, most skilled offensive player of all time? Kyrie Irving. Skilled player, offensive someone the best, right? Huh? I'm talking about skills. The skilled. most skilled, skilled?
0: The people I've seen with like the most skill, like personally that I've seen was like Kobe Bryant. Because if you're a true basketball fan and you do not appreciate how like skilled that man was, you just don't know basketball. Um, another player that was really skilled was uh my boy out of uh what's his fucking camera bear's name right now. That T Mac was really skilled too because he had that like post game where he just get me the ball like jumper 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 like and what I mean by skill sometimes is not it doesn't necessarily have to be like you know like a crossover and stuff like that but even like having like the shoulder fake or a pull shimmy or an up and under or by getting your defender to bite and I thought Kobe and T-Mac did that really well Kyrie kind of breaks like rules where it, they tell you, you're not supposed to dribble the basketball for that long. But Kyrie's like, I'm the baddest dribbler that this game has probably ever seen. Where yeah. just give me the ball, clear everybody out. Or like three of you guys can come over too, because I have that Kobe in me. And I'm going to sauce you up. And again, like his skill set, like I always say, is like amazing. But offensively, I wish he had a bit more height. And I think he would have been the best. But offensive, like, the most skilled offensive player I've seen is either Kobe or the guy on fucking the Nets team. That's Kevin Durant. Like, yeah. Kevin Durant is just, like, it's a cheat code. Like, that dude, like, <laughs> I watched him play the other day against Clippers. Give Gave me the ball and just, like, ISO. And just, like... Dribble, dribble, Hezi pull up like you can't stop that guy. If Kevin Durant is on peace out, guys, leagues over. He's he's a man-made
1: 2K player, right? He's seven foot one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Demigod, bro. of. I don't even know what. Yeah. This guy shoots above his head from the parking lot. Moves like a point guard. Dribbles like a point guard. Finishes like a point guard. This guy <laughs> does it all. Except he can't block his shot, right? His, yeah. His most lethal shot is just him pulling it up. 100%. That Hezi, right? that hezzy is amazing. He by KD. That has he like you know it's coming? <laughs> I can't
0: stop it. Right? Yeah, you can't. It, it's you can't block the shot. So it's just like you really can't. You're at his mercy at almost every instance. Yeah,
1: yeah, hundred um, percent. I'll leave it at that. That's the All hot right. takes. Yeah, no, hot those takes.
0: are the hot takes by my boy Ray. And that's been the podcast, guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. I will link Raymond's uh, Instagram, all that good stuff in the bio. And if you guys want to follow him, drop him a follow. And that's been your podcast. Shout out to Raymond for coming on. Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks
1: for having me.